Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, beautiful people. Hello. 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 What's on, everybody? Well, what is going on? First of all, like two big pieces of news right at the top of the show. This is our 150th show, people. What? That is bazonkers. That bazonkers. is so bazonkers, especially considering how many times I need to re-record my lines. Yeah, same. <laughs> True story. Sorry, Paul. And in other massive, massive news, D23 Expo is sold out. Whoa. Oh my Jeffrey, Amazing. I saw this tweet this week and I screamed and thought of you because I was like, <laughs> wowzers. So yes. fun. It's amazing. Yeah, incredible. And the fun backstory was we got the notification right before the Marvel Comic-Con panel started. Oh, and wow. on top of it, I was at Disneyland, which we'll talk about in a hot second. So <laughs> I'm working with the incredible team. Our fabulous Sarah Sterling got it up and posted and shared with the world because we, of course, wanted to make sure people knew. And it was all happening as the Marvel stuff is rolling out. So it was a very intense social media moment. Wow. So much happening. And I know we're going to talk about Comic-Con as well soon. So huge props to the team. Congratulations to the D23 team fan. It is amazing that it is sold out. And we will have more information in the coming weeks about D23 Expo Live, the live stream that is going to be taking place over the course of the weekend. So stay tuned on d23.com and and here we'll make sure that we keep you posted and yeah i went down to disneyland with my pals danny and ellington so fun much much fun it was great we did so much we stayed overnight we went on rise of the resistance we used our genie plus we had a fabulous (laughs) afternoon nosh and cocktails at the carthay lounge carthay circle Mm. lounge loved the disneyland forever fireworks which i have not seen since they came back and those were just magical i know that That's a word we use a lot, but it it just took my (laughs) breath away. And we did something I have not done in years. And I think Ellington had never done it before. We did the Davy Crockett Explorer canoes. Have you done those before, either of you? No. I have not. I have not. It's the only attraction in Disneyland that you propel yourself. We burned wow. a few calories. We <laughs> went around the rivers of America. It was a very good time. I did not splash anyone. I was a little concerned about that. So I did not. Much wow. fun. <laughs> the only way I've enjoyed that attraction is standing, watching the boats go by as I just eat churros. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> Spectator sport. Exactly. Tony, what have you been up to? Oh my goodness, you guys, I got to screen I Am Groot coming Ooh. to Disney Plus here on August 10th. And you know, these shorts are so cute and you get to find out a lot about young Groot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there, but Ooh. it was really neat. I love the shorts. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait. Cool. Miss Sherry? Well, on the opposite end of the cuteness spectrum, I watched Burn After Reading, which is on Hulu, which is not for children. Okay. It's a dark comedy, kind of like a comedy of errors slash spy film. We've got Mm. Brad Pitt. We've got George Clooney, Francis McDormand, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, J.K. Simmons. Maybe you've heard of them. Mm, Nope, don't (laughs) ring a bell. Hmm. Yeah, they're just starting out in their acting careers, of course. (laughs) Maybe they'll make it someday. Hopefully they'll make it, yeah. (laughs) 
but yeah, it was great. Uh, oh. All right, we got lots of news to get to. We mentioned Comic-Con. So Tony, why don't you kick us off with some of the big Comic-Con announcements? Oh my goodness, I'm more than happy to. We begin with huge Disney news from San Diego Comic-Con where Kevin Feige, while wearing a Miss Minutes hat, by the way, announced that we are now in the multiverse saga. Saga, saga. <laughs> and then he continued to wow us all as he announced over a dozen new titles, you guys, coming from the MCU all the way through 2025, along with a few trailers, including a new teaser trailer for, I have to mention this, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which racked up 172 million views in wow. 24 hours. Wow. It's a lot of eyeballs. I definitely probably account for at least 50 million of those views, I'll say. <laughs> it was good. I watched it a few times too. Oh my goodness. And we have two Avengers films coming now. Avengers, The King Dynasty opening in May 2025 and Avengers Secret Wars coming to theaters on my birthday. November 7th, oh. 2025, mark my calendars. You guys, just a complete list of titles, including She-Hulk, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Loki Season 2, Blade, and just a lot, all at marvel.com. Uh, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, can we talk about how excited I am for winter 2023? I, you know I don't like winter, I like summer, but I'm, I'm all in for Agatha. <laughs> I, for one, can't wait for Blade. I'm super yes. pumped for mm. that. Well, I've got more Marvel news from Comic-Con, this time Marvel Studios Animation. I am Groot. Tony, you're intimately familiar. Oh, this God. is coming to Disney Plus on August 10th. All five shorts are dropping at once. Check out the super cute trailer on Marvel's YouTube. And it was announced that season two is underway. Next up, Spider-Man freshman year, which is focused on Peter Parker's, you guessed it, freshman year. That's coming in 2024. And Spider-Man sophomore year was also announced as Greenland. X-Men 97, you guys, the OG throwback to the 90s animated show. That's going to stream I mean, fall fun. 2023. Mm. Season two was also announced. Then what if seasons two and three were announced as in production, as well as a spinoff. Oh, I'm running out of breath. Last one, Marvel Zombies. This is a spinoff from a previous What If episode, and that will be coming soon to Disney Plus as well. So much to come. Oh, very exciting. Also coming to Disney Plus, National Treasure, Edge of History. Uh, yes. A bunch of the cast was down there at Comic-Con. They showed a, a little quick teaser. You can see it online now. And it was announced Harvey Keitel is returning to the franchise to reprise his role as Peter Sadisky. In other um, wild news, big fan of Ryan Reynolds, and now we can stream Deadpool and Deadpool 2 using the parental controls on Disney+, Plus, which was awesome. There was a hilarious food truck that they had out at Comic-Con with free chimichangas. If you don't get that, watch the movies. Again, adult. And... Also, Seth MacFarlane announced that all three seasons of his Emmy-nominated show, The Orville, are going to be coming to Disney Plus on August 10th. So a lot of news, plus Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur announced a guest cast list that blew my mind. Alison Brie, Andy Cohen, David Diggs, Maya Hawke, Jennifer Hudson, Colby Smulders, Wesley Snipes, Michael Cimino, 
India Moore, the list goes on and on. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a super fan of scary movies, but I may be watching Prey on Hulu on August 5th, which got a standing ovation during an advanced screening at Comic-Con. So lots of big news there. But switching over to the parks, our friends there at the Plan Disney podcast, another fabulous podcast. They just dropped a new episode with panelists all sharing their tips and suggestions for the best locations of on-property resorts at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. So please head to the Disney Parks blog and check that out if you're interested. They do a great job there. Cool. Well, what's old as time is new again because her, the R&B star, the Grammy winner, the Oscar winner, her has been cast as Belle in ABC's Beauty and the Beast hybrid TV special. Yes. There will be never before seen live musical performances, all new sets, all new costumes, all inspired by the classic story, Beam Beast, which is my classic story. (laughs) (laughs) This is super exciting, you guys. I'm half Filipina, Tony. I know you are also (laughs) representing. I'm not your other half, but I... (laughs) (laughs) That's awkward. Anyway, half Filipino pride, full pride for half Filipinos. (laughs) Her is also a producer on the project. It's presented, of course, by the wonderful world of Disney. The two-hour reimagining is going to be taped in front of a live audience at Disney Studios, and it'll air December 15th on ABC and be available on Disney Plus the next day. Yay! Uh, Love it. Well, over at FX, you guys, the trailer for Welcome to Wrexham has been released. And I really love this. It's definitely more than just for sports fans. It's a heartfelt documentary series following, you may have heard of this guy, Ryan Reynolds, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElhenney, as the two decided to buy the struggling Wrexham Red Dragon soccer team in Wales in 2020. So you may have heard of this all happening and going down a couple of years ago, but now there is a documentary series. And to quote Ryan, it's an underdog story for sure. you can watch the trailer at FX on YouTube and watch Welcome to Wrexham debuting on FX on August 24th. And of course, FX on Hulu after that. Hey, another streaming sensation coming. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. The clip that they just released online for this Disney Plus special. First of all, I had no idea and if I missed it or maybe it was just revealed, but they're going on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Talk about like mind melt moment. I was like, I've had friends go on the Galactic Star Cruiser, say it was amazing. And now I I had FOMO of Carly and now I'm going to have FOMO for a bunch of Lego characters. It's really... (laughs) Also, they announced some of the guest voices, which of course include classic Star Wars talent like Kelly Marie Tran, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams, but also our favorite, our unofficial fourth co-host, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yay! So you can catch that streaming next Friday, August 5th on Disney+. Plus. But before that, you know what it's time for. (gasps) That's right. It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, presented by our friends at State Farm. For complete details and information, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first is The Villains of Valley View. There is a new episode. Colby finally shapeshifts back into his 13-year-old self, only to get caught in a shape-shifting loop. If I had a penny for every time that happened. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) 
And next up, you guys, for its first anniversary on Disney Plus on Saturday, July 30th, watch Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, of course. Nice. And then on Sunday, July 31st, it's the second anniversary already of Black is King. Check it out on Disney Plus. Truly a remarkable film for the eyes, the ears, just all the senses. Well, also on Sunday, the 31st at 5 p.m., you could watch a new episode of Roman to the Rescue on Disney XD. I was not familiar with the show, I will be honest, something Dylan maybe is not watching, but it's about a kid who uh, helps find rescue animals new homes, and it just sounds like the sweetest thing ever. That's so sweet. Well, cap off your weekend with a new episode of $100,000 Pyramid. That'll air Sunday at 10 p.m. on ABC. We've got some Bachelor Nation folks. We've got some Goldbergs folks. We've got a lot of money on the line. We also have Tom Lennon, who is playing against Wendy McLennan Covey from the Goldbergs. And I went to college with Tom. There you go. Of course. Of course you did. (laughs) Tune in for Tom. Stay for Wendy. On to our fantastic guests. Today, we are thrilled to bring back a friend of the pod and welcome a new friend into the fold, one we know and love from American Housewife and as Addison in the Zombies films, the other we love from season one and two of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Together, they star in Zombies 3 and season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Please welcome to the show, Meg Donnelly and Matt Cornette. Woo! Yay! Hello. (laughs) all right congrats on zombies 3 now streaming on disney plus matt you're obviously used to working with the same people from high school musical the musical the series so what was it like for you to come into a franchise that's already established and be the new alien on the block i mean it's nerve-wracking you know coming into a movie that has already got two under the belt and all these people already know each other so well and they've created this family together but i mean from the second that i walked onto set or or into dance rehearsals. It's the first time I met everybody. Everyone was so instantaneously welcoming and so loving. And like the very first day I was around everybody, I immediately felt like I was a part of the movies from the first two, just because everyone was so incredibly loving and welcoming. That's nice to hear. I was hoping they like did some crazy initiation of- Oh no, they, I mean, you know, they obviously, they throw you in hard. They wear you into it, but it's good. It's good. Meg, Meg, you laughed. Was there something that specific that you remembered? No, it's just the first week of rehearsals for anybody learning the dances for the first time and getting back into it. Man, it's uh, it's very intense. <laughs> With you both working in the same Disney universe for several years, did you know each other before filming? Meg and I worked on a project a very long time ago, um, very long time ago. We were both little babies and... Um, Uh, Actually, there's a really funny picture of us uh, together that I feel like needs to make its way to uh, social media at some point. But yeah, we've known each other for a long time and we've had mutual friends, but I think we've kind of like at some point just kind of like lost touch and hadn't really talked in ages. And then once, you know, obviously I booked zombies, I texted her and was freaking out. And then obviously the rest is history. Um, (laughs) And now we're here. Amazing. Meg, do you remember it the same way or or is he he completely inventing the truth? No, I remember. I think I was 13 when we did that pilot. I was so young and it was like my first time being in LA like ever and like working on like a, a lot, like a stage. I was like so confused, but it was so much fun working with Matt. It was such a long time ago. That's so wild. And we were children. We still are. 
I remember even just seeing you in the chemistry as being like, no way, this would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really exciting to kind of have a reunion. Nice. Meg, we don't want to give too much away for those who haven't seen it, but we love that Addison finally gets to know her roots, so to speak. Did you know from the beginning that this is where her story was going or did you just find out in this film? No, I actually had no idea. I, I mean, on Zombies 2, they kind of leave a crazy cliffhanger and I would always ask the writers like hey so like why is her hair glowing <laughs> <laughs> they wanted it to be a genuine surprise when we read the script for the first time and kind of keep it fresh in our minds so yeah when we had the table read and we were reading the script I, I just was like whoa I can't believe like this is where like Addison's whole arc has like led up to this and like it's just so wild to think about just the journey of that. It's so crazy. But yeah, it was definitely shocking for sure. Hmm. All right. Who is the biggest joker on the set and what was their biggest joke? Uh, <laughs> um, well, Trevor is most definitely the biggest joker and uh, he wouldn't be mad for us saying his biggest joke is always just a, a good old a, Meg. Like him farting all the time? Yeah, a fart joke. He always loves a good toot joke. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just shocking at how he always has one ready. And I, this is like, not to get into the details, sorry, but yep, like- that's he's, fine. He's so, <laughs> he's so funny. And the man does not miss with a joke. Like, I don't know how he always has something funny to say, but he always does. And he always says like, no, it's just you guys find everything funny. It's like, I'm not that funny. It's like, no, no, he is so funny. Honestly, James, who plays Bonzo, the two of them together. Yes. It's unmatched. They need to write like a sketch comedy show together. And they should. The, the two of them together, the bits they have, the characters James like portrays sometimes for fun. Like the, the two of them are just, honestly, everybody in the cast is like, now that I think about it, like everyone is hilarious. But Everyone's really funny. But James and, and Trevor, their dynamic is just nuts. Well, toots aside, you guys, what's the <laughs> funniest thing that happened during filming off camera? So there's a really funny um, thing in particular uh, in a scene where it's us three aliens with Milo. We're all sitting around the table showing Milo the Luma lens and we're showing like the, you know, the brain scans of the biology teacher and all that. So the scene originally, um, when we filmed it, Milo and Terry decided that they wanted to start with Terry like looking at this apple on a stick and they were going to like start to like bite into the stick instead of the apple or something weird like something really funny that made no sense. It was Milo and Terry's idea and so like rather than holding the stick to bite into the apple they were holding the apple to bite into the stick. It was hilarious and you don't end up seeing it in the movie but I really wish you did because it was so funny. I love that. Amazing. Well, we're getting used to this new normal of production with new protocols in place. Did the cast spend a lot of time together off camera? Yes, we did a lot, actually. I think because of the new protocols in place, like we only could spend time together. <laughs> like we couldn't really hang out with outside people because like in rehearsals, we were always together. So like we made sure our bubble was like really connected. And I feel like because of that, because of all the time we spent together, like in our apartments, playing games, like we did like drawing night that one I remember and like yeah. and like that and going on picnics like we spent 
a lot of time together. On the other movies, we always spent a lot of time together too. But this time, like we really, like every moment we had, we were always together. Even after night shoots, like instead of going to bed, we like ate breakfast together. Like, yeah. yeah. I think because of the protocols in place, we became a lot closer than ever before. So that was really cool. Nice. What was your favorite breakfast treat to have after a late night shoot? McDonald's. Some McDonald's breakfast, of course. Yeah, we got like Denny's, stuff like that. We got Denny's some mornings. We got McDonald's some mornings. Big fan of the hotcakes. The, oh, the hotcakes for sure. There was one night that I think I ordered the largest Uber Eats McDonald's order I've ever ordered in my life. Yeah. Um, it showed up in like six of the big bags, just full of McDonald's. And I was in heaven. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Meg, congrats on being a co-producer on the film. So what did that mean for your responsibilities behind the scenes? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, working with Milo behind the scenes was so much fun just because we've spent so much time like in these characters. And also the two of us are such huge Disney fans, like even when we were kids. So it was really cool kind of like collaborating and being like, okay, what would our younger selves want to see on Disney and we're such a fan of the project too. It's like, okay, as a fan, like what should like, you know, people want to see. So there's a lot of things that we really fought for and I'm glad that we did. And uh, working together on the other side of things was just really cool. It was like really surreal. So um, I had a great time. There's a lost song version of the show premiering August 12th on Disney Channel. Tell us all about it. Well, there is a song from the movie that was supposed to be a scene in the movie. And it's the scene where we're in the pizza shop and we're kind of talking about love and explaining to Terry or Aspen, who's played by Terry, kind of what feelings are. And that was actually supposed to be a song right in that place. But because of time, it ended up getting cut out of the movie, but the song is still coming out and it's an amazing song. And I'm really excited for people to hear it. And I think honestly doing it this way is great because now it's more special, you know, it gets to be really as an extra kind of special thing, so. I love that. All right, what would you want to see happen in Zombies 4? And would you come back? No. Uh, (laughs) 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 No, absolutely. I would absolutely love to be back for, I mean, 10 more movies, right? I mean, come on, let's make it happen. No, I I think it would be really fun. And, And you know, I mean, I don't know anything, but I know at the end of the third one, they show vampires and mermaids. And I think it would be so cool to see mermaids because then it adds a whole water element to the movie. Like the mermaids could have like a little underwater like community and it could be really cool. And then people would get to film underwater and that's really cool. And I want to do that. So. Or you could have vampire mermaids. Even crazier. Meg? Yeah, I would love to. Honestly, anything like a fourth movie or like we were talking about a tour would be so fun. Honestly, Mm. anything to just be in this universe for as long as possible because working with everybody is just so easy and so comfortable. And we're so close in real life, which is so rare to say that I think, and the characters are so special too. Just anything I can do to be a part of the franchise, I would love to do. So vampire mermaids would be so (laughs) wild yeah all right on to high school musical the musical the series which just premiered meg you're playing a new character val a counselor in training and choreographer of the camp's production of frozen what can you tell us about her well she's older than everybody she is 
really excited to be a camp counselor, but she definitely stirs a lot of things up that she definitely causes a lot of drama, which is very interesting. But also most of my scenes are with Matt, which is awesome. Ah. And they have a great dynamic together, which is I'm really excited for people to see. She also has a really cool storyline with Ashlyn. And that is, I think, is really important. I think people are really going to like that as well. But um, that was a very interesting character. And um, I'm excited for people to see her for sure. Hmm. Interesting that she's older. And yet I'm pretty sure in real life, Matt, you're might be a little older. I am a little older, just a little bit. But I, <laughs> I, yeah, I loved, loved, loved getting to play besties with Meg. Because I think what's awesome is at this camp, this is the camp that EJ grew up going to. And obviously, you know, he and Val are very close throughout that time at their camp. And so it was just really fun getting to play that. And it was very easy, I must say. There was no acting involved. No, seriously. And it was also really interesting too. It's like, we just had come on to Zombies, which is like, kind of like where I started and then Matt was a new character and then right back into like Matt's home base and then I went there so it was just so surreal how um that worked out I was gonna say Meg like Matt was for Zombies 3 you're a newbie to the High School Musical series what was that like for you it was amazing I keep getting so lucky it's like everybody on High School Musical was just so welcoming and it was all theater kids which is definitely my element for sure so that was awesome but everyone in the crew and the cast was just so welcoming I I didn't feel like a new kid at all like ever so it was awesome and then especially having all my scenes being mostly with Matt it just felt so comfortable because we had just gotten so close in Toronto and then we just got even closer which I didn't even think was possible but it was great I had an amazing time and Matt where is EJ's head at right now please explain for us where is EJ's head at? Does EJ know where his head is at? No, he does. That, that maybe uh, that's on a whole other episode of a Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He is. EJ does know. Um, he's coming into this season this summer. He's very excited. He's in a fresh new relationship with Gina. I think he really wants to do this one right. And he really wants to like make sure his priorities and focuses are like right with her. He really cares about her. And I think they have a really good, genuine connection. And so he kind of almost immediately gets thrown into the ringer with this whole directing obligation. And so he's trying to keep his focus here on Gina and just like having a great summer with her, that focus then kind of gets split a little bit and like goes towards directing a little bit. So then he kind of has to balance that and figure out what in the world he's going to do and how to focus on Gina and have the best summer ever with her, but then also nail his directing debut and really like show his dad and and show people that he like can amount up to something. Hmm. That's a lot going on in EJ's head. It's a lot. You filmed in a real camp. Did you guys get into any camp antics? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the like most fun things was just in between takes and in between everything, we would just kind of like hang out at the camp and we'd just hang out on the lawn. And at lunch, we would go and have picnics out on the lawn and just run around the camp. And there were swing sets that we would swing on and we'd go sit in the amphitheater and just like hang out. And it it, it truly just felt like we were all at summer camp, like having fun. And there just happened to be cameras capturing it. I feel the same way. I mean, It's On was just released, which is from the Color Wars episode. Like that whole week was so much fun because there was just so many like actual activities for us to do I mean like all of these games there was like tug of war and like there was like a basketball court and all like we were just constantly having fun on camp I felt like I was actually at camp it was unreal yeah oh 
It's On is totally epic. And speaking of the music, this season features songs from Frozen, Camp Rock 2, and the High School Musical franchise. Now, without revealing necessarily what songs we'll hear this season, if you had to pick a favorite song out of those films, what would it be? Mm, I love Frozen a lot. So I think any of the Frozen music is really, really fun. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but there are some incredible Frozen numbers in this, this season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They're all so good. Oh, I, I would say, I mean, High School Musical is kind of the reason why I started like auditioning, like doing musical theater, stuff like that. Like when I was younger, it was because of High School Musical. So, yeah. That's amazing. You start with High School Musical and it's full circle there. It's wild. Yeah. So many of my friends like reached out when it was announced and they're like, this is insane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's wild. Love that. All right. With our Disney family, we love to do a lightning round of Disney favorites. So just say whatever comes to your head first, favorite animated movie. Meg first. Uh, Wally. Um, uh, Toy Story. Good. Favorite Disney song, Matt. Uh, from Moana. Um, uh, uh, How Far I'll Go? Yes, that's a great song. Me? Yeah. Trash in the Camp? Yes. Hey. Yeah. Amazing. All right, how about your Disney Channel original movie? Give us your DCOM, Matt. Um, Luck of the Irish. Ooh. High School Musical, but also The Color of Friendship. All right. Oh. Deep cut, but it, oh, it's so good. All right, favorite Disney sidekick, Meg first. Oh, um, Mushu. Oh, that's a good one. Good one. Uh, Little Mermaid, the little flounder. Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh. No, oh, Sebastian. Sebastian. Is he a sidekick? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sidekick. We love Sebastian. Favorite Disney parks attraction, Matt first. The new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, ride at um... Epcot or Disney California <laughs> Adventure? Well, actually, I realized there were two. So I'm going to say both of them, actually. Both of the Guardians of the Galaxies ride, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind at Epcot, and then the, the Guardians uh, drop ride at, uh, at California Adventure. Fair. Yeah. Disney World, Rock and Roller Coaster mm. at Hollywood Studios, and then Disneyland, probably Incredicoaster. That was so much fun yesterday. Yes, it was. Wait, you guys went to Disneyland yesterday? Get, wait, you need to, <laughs> we need to do a quick side note here. And like, I need some details about this trip. It was like for fun, but also to celebrate Zombies 3 coming out. Yeah. What'd you do? So much. Whoa. We rode everything. <laughs> it was genuinely one of the best Disney trips I've, I, I think I've ever had. We were there from what, 9 a.m. to midnight? Yeah. Yeah. So it was wild. Wow. We were on Indiana Jones for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we got stuck on Indiana Jones. The ride shut down. And then it like, and then it, all the lights went pitch black and then it moved forward a little bit and the lights came on and then went pitch black again and stopped. And it was, it was scary, but great. Scary, but also probably one of the funniest moments of my life. Yeah. Star Wars was the funniest moment when we went on Rise of Resistance. Like Pierce somehow ended up on. Oh, <laughs> we had eight of us. So the Rise ride can hold eight people in one pod. And so seven of us get in this one pod and Pierce goes by himself in this other pod. And we're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, this is our color. We were like, what color are you? He was like, blue. 
and he's in the gray seats, blue and red in the pod we're in. So he's in this ride the entire time by himself. We're watching him go through Rise of the Resistance by himself. It was hilarious. It was in physical pain. I was laughing so hard. Just like watching Kylo Ren interrogate him <laughs> was so funny. It was unreal. Yeah, we saw Fantasmic. We watched like performers in California Adventure for a while too. Like yeah. it was like, we did so much. It was an amazing day. And then all of a sudden it was like 9 p.m. And we're like, where did the day go? Like, yeah, yeah. so it was great. And my personal favorite of our Disney favorites Give us your Disney parks snack of choice. Meg, you first. Pickle. The Main Street corn dog at the corn dog uh, cart, the red corn dog cart. Of course. Good one. Good one. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, sadly, we are coming to the end of our time together, and we always end it with the same question. Meg, you answered this two and a half years ago when we first chatted, so hopefully you have a new one. But what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, like of all time that's wild man now i mean yesterday was just so incredible just being with oh okay favorite disney memory right now currently in this moment so there was a show in disney world at the castle and it was called castle party <laughs> and we all learned because we're such like disney fanatics we learned the entire castle party performance and we actually performed it in front of the castle yesterday. And I think that was such an iconic moment. And uh, yeah. never forget that. <laughs> did someone catch us and throw it up on social? Because I, I just looked at both of your accounts and I did not see it. We need to see this. Yeah, we have it. Yeah. Now we need to go to Disney World and do it where it actually where was. Where it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling you know some people who could maybe make that happen. We could um, honestly also maybe get characters involved. <laughs> that was fun. Real. We have to make that happen. Who do we need to talk to? We have to make that happen. Yeah, we should. Oof. All right, Matt, you're up. Favorite Disney memory? Well, I have to say, so I like very vividly remember growing up, my mom always had like all the Disney t-shirts. Like she was always wearing Tinkerbell and Eeyore. And like, so Disney is like, I, even from my childhood, I just remember like watching all these Disney movies and like my mom having all the Disney clothes and my sister had the high school musical toothbrush that sings when you brush your teeth. Ah. Crazy. I know, <laughs> you know, I love Disney, but I think honestly, even though it's near impossible to pick a favorite moment, I think one of the best moments was when I finally got to do my wand ID, uh, <laughs> when we did all the, all the zombie oh. promo stuff. Doing the wand ID was really crazy and it was so much fun and it was just surreal. And the whole time I was just like, I'm doing this thing that I saw all my favorite people on TV do. So it was pretty wild. Yeah, surreal. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Meg, Meg, great to see you again. And Matt, great to officially meet you. Yes. And uh, congratulations on Zombies 3. Congratulations on High School Musical, the musical of the series season three. We cannot wait to see what happens next. Bye. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. They were so perfect together. And I guess I don't know why I'm surprised that they had such an epic Disneyland experience, but yes. that just <laughs> sounds about right for this crew. They're amazing. And you're all amazing. So thank you all for listening to D23 Aww. Inside Disney. Not you, Tony. Everyone else, though. <laughs> Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. 
We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic Disney guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.